Want to know more about cryptocurrency? Well, you're in the right place. This is Crypto Unplugged. A fact-based, straight-talking, no-nonsense look into the world of cryptocurrency. We discuss trading strategies and market advice, review up-and-coming projects, and more. And we've got years of experience and knowledge that can help new and seasoned investors become more confident and comfortable navigating the cryptocurrency landscape. You can also find us on Twitter at AskCryptoWealth, Dr. Crypto, and Decode Bitcoin. But now, let's get to the podcast. Here's your host, Dr. Crypto. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Crypto Unplugged. Doc here, and I'm telling you, listeners, it's absolutely scorching where I'm sitting right now, and the markets are not getting any easier. We're in episode 25 today, listeners, where we'll be continuing off last week's discussion where we discussed the market manipulation and part one of the crypto whale and the Wyckoff methodology. So today, listeners, we're going to be going into a bit more detail in this overview of the Wyckoff methodology and how best to try to get the tools understanding so we can avoid market manipulation or at least have a basis to go further and research upon this a bit more. Now, listeners, before we start going into a bit more detail related to this subject, we are in episode 25 and today is the 14th of June. And listeners, what has been happening over this last few days or the last few or the last week since last week's uh, podcast episode? Now, crazy thing. Yeah. All of you who are listening to this uh, podcast right now do understand that Bitcoin has significantly dropped. Okay, so the weekly Bitcoin close was the lowest that we've seen since December 2020. And just before the market exploded and we went and saw crazy all-time highs with Bitcoin and uh, altcoins making some crazy massive gains. Today, listeners, the story is completely different. Okay, so today the crypto market cap has also dropped significantly and it's been the first time since December 2020, that the total market, crypto market cap, has fallen below a trillion dollars. Now, this morning when I opened up Twitter, said my usual good good mornings and stuff, and looked at CoinGecko, looked at my Delta wallet, which I prefer to keep the notifications off uh, these days. But, um, you know, sometimes us being in crypto, uh, we can't get away from uh, notifications or the addiction of looking at uh, prices and things like this. So what happened earlier today, or well, the last couple of days? So just looking at the trading uh, view uh, chart that I have in front of me. Um, yeah, so the last seven days, um, we've seen Bitcoin, um, what is it? Yeah, roughly coming from 31K all the way down this morning to below $21,000. There's a bit of a spike up in the last hour or so, but as you can see, everybody's been trying to predict, um, you know, the the bottom. I'm personally, I'm not sure if that's the case right now yet, and this is something why this subject is so important to go away and study this. But if we see the red candles over the last one, two, three, four, five, last week, yeah, from 31,000, sorry, 31,413, 
and it just dropped with a little wick coming below or touching 21,000. So yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy one, listeners. And um, and we're talking about Bitcoin here dropping significantly. Of course, some of the mid-cap altcoins, even higher ones um, that we've seen over the last week or so, um, it's been absolutely insane. And it depends on how we look at it or are we long-term holders or what is the case? So yeah, you know, some of the ones that have dropped um, over the last week, like RV, uh, ApeCoin, um, you know, 40% over the last seven days or so. Near Protocol as well, uh, GRT, Kusama, 28%, although we've seen a bit of a recovery over the last 24 hours, but it's been insane. Now, the question is, are we, have we bottomed out? Um, this is something that, you know, we need to go away and look into. And I'm not certain at the moment we have bottomed out and um, still waiting because yesterday, the funny thing is, I was speaking to Oz. Um, of course, you've noticed Oz is not here um, in this podcast episode. Um, and um, hopefully we'll bring Oz back uh, sometime soon. But yeah, I was chatting to Oz uh, on our private WhatsApp uh, chat. And um, he was just mentioning, obviously going deeper and deeper into uh, his TA studies and things like that. He was mentioning that um, about these whale alerts. So there's a lot of um, selling pressure that's been, you know, um, you know, you get these words from crypto whales and things like this. There's a lot of selling alerts where a significant amount of Bitcoin being sold. And this obviously segues into today's uh, discussion when we're talking about the Wycott methodology and how best to try to avoid uh, being market manipulated by the whales. But, you know, just going on to some brief point um, my, and my particular journey or my attitude or my strategy when it comes to um, crypto. Now, obviously, listeners, all of us, we try our best to learn from our errors and our mistakes. And errors and mistakes, this is not a sign of weakness. In actual fact, um, always redefining and learning from our mistakes in crypto investments and trading and trying our best to keep a journal, think about it, reflect upon, reflect on how uh, we made these mistakes. So best not to try to um, commit the same mistakes again, to learn from those mistakes, and uh, obviously use this learning curve to our advantage when it comes to um, reinvesting or redefining our strategy. So listeners, many of you, who have followed our podcast from uh, from the very beginning, and some of you who have come into our community of late and heard our earlier podcasts um, about our portfolios, what do we hold um, coming into Bitcoin and crypto in general, you've noticed obviously that there's a maturity ourselves and our listeners and generally everybody in the crypto space, we mature our thinking and strategy and redefine this. Now, obviously, it's quite easy to make money during a bull cycle because we can pick up any low-cap gem, uh, put in, you know, not even that much money, and we can see significant gains. But the attitude is the problem. 
where, for example, we believe that our altcoins or low market cap gens and even some of the top uh, projects that we've previously invested in would continue uh, mooning and gaining you know, massive gains, 20x, 30x, 50x or whatever. Now, usually when it comes to my particular strategy, it's important that I always reflect periodically um, when it comes to this. So yeah, there was a low, low. Uh, there was a, there was a massive what we call f- faith in some of these projects, even though we knew if we look at historical data and coming on the back end of the last bull market in 2018, and you know surviving a bear market and so on and so forth and accumulating um, some top projects. But historically, when we're looking at um, the market caps of certain altcoins, we know that most of these projects have died. So the attitude would be not to make the same mistake again. Because when you do lose seven figures, high six figures, five figures, whatever you do lose due to complacency, it's not very pleasant. And looking back at some of the investments or tokens I personally have held over the last 18 months or so, it's important to for me to redefine that and understand not to make similar mistakes again. We have seen too many lows over the last uh, 12 to 18 months, and we have seen all-time highs as well. And coming onto this subject about the Wyckoff methodology and what we discussed why this is the case and why is an important um, subject to look into, um, even though we may not be into technical analysis, but at least have the awareness to go away and educate ourselves, do our own research, and try, even if it's uh, if we are long, mid, or even short-term investors, and more significantly, if we are traders and we have experience in trading, then it's important not to make the mis- uh, mistakes again and look and try to minimize certain factors that could um, obviously make us lose out on uh, lose our money or lose out on opportunities where we gain money as well. Yeah, so looking at these gains and uh, trying to make profits and obviously uh, defining a strategy of an uptrend, okay, or when there's a markup in uh, in the markets in general, and to to periodically take out profits, um, this is also a defining strategy that we need to reflect on. So coming back onto that strategy, you know, personally, even though I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist, but when it comes to overall long-term um, investing, my thinking right now that it will be personally, I would only hold Bitcoin long-term and personally look for good entries for solid top market cap tokens that have the potential to survive, um, you know, bear cycles and things like this. Now, at the moment, we've seen this bearish cycle that's happening at the moment. And obviously, um, old coins, Bitcoin, uh, significant drops. So even then, um, when it comes to investing in these things, important to take out and put it back into uh, fiat and just keep flipping or playing the cycles when it comes to swing trading and so on and so forth. So long term, yeah, hold Bitcoin and potentially look to accumulate top solid market cap tokens. As for investing in the mid and low caps, these would only 
I would only personally look for good entries and flip into stable or BTC pairing when it comes to those things. So looking back at our investments or what we held before, my portfolio is looking completely different from the last time we discussed what we have in our portfolios in our previous episodes. So not to make the same mistakes again in crypto, uh, because like I said earlier, when anybody who's in a crypto space has made significant profits and then obviously, you know, and it could have been avoided um, for all of us um, to save our asses, you can say, uh, and um, sell and signif- and take periodic profits and not to lose large sums of uh, money. Uh, and that large sums, these large sums of money is obviously our research and our efforts and our investments that we put in. So it's a complete waste in that sense. So, you know, last week we did discuss the Wyckoff methodology in giving an overview. But like I mentioned last week, that there are certain um, phases that uh, Robert Wyckoff looked into when it was the stocks. And obviously what Wyckoff methodology and many of the traders in crypto look into uh, the Wyckoff methodology to try best to understand how the whales manipulate the markets, playing on uh, retail uh, investors' um, fear and greed, and obviously to try to exploit that in a sense, um, to accumulate more of this asset that they are, uh, you know, dumping or pumping um, to to retail in general. So, you know, at the back end of last uh, week's um, episode, we spoke about um, Wyckoff mentioning um, accumulation, distribution, reaccumulation, and redistribution. Now, the sources that I'm referring to, uh, there are a lot of uh, resources out there. But if you look at, for example, YouTube, Coin Bureau has a good video uh, that you can look into this. Um, we see Binance Academy that I mentioned last uh, week as well, um, you know, um, talking about a Wyckoff approach to f- crypto futures. There's a Bybit article as well. There's one on coinmarketcap.com, the Wyckoff method and how to use Wyckoff method uh, accumulation. So many, many resources out there. And just to get an overview of, you know, related to this, it's quite important to uh, understand and, uh, you know, go into a bit more detail. But there's two particular schematics um, that Wyckoff uses, and each schematic has number of phases. So when we look at these schematics, let's call them schematic, which is an accumulation schematic, and the second one would be a uh, distribution schematic, okay? And Wyckoff have these particular events and phases, and if we try to match these things to according to historical um, crypto charts, then we can see um, it does start to make um, sense. And obviously, doing a bit more research and going and delving in a bit more uh, deeper, then uh, we can see, for example, uh, or try to understand where we are and um, how best to use that to our advantage and try, in a sense, to think or understand where the composite man, like we discussed in last uh, episode as well, the composite man is a description that Wyckoff uses, uh, in essence, to be the one behind the scenes 
and just to manipulate the market. So what we call crypto, the crypto whale. So generally when people or when traders, um, they have their charts, obviously in technical analysis, um, there are a number of indicators that most people or typically everybody does use. These will be support, resistance, moving averages, volume, and uh, things like this. And these are the significant things. And many many technical analysts or people who are in the field, they usually have the same tools in order to try to understand where the market is going. Now, obviously, when something is done which doesn't make sense or which is out of the box, um, then the markets can be uh, manipulated by uh, massive holders of a particular asset. And in this case, we look at Bitcoin. So the Wyckoff methodology and the composite man would take this to their advantage by understanding that most of the traders are using, in essence, exactly the same indicators in order to try to understand the markets and where best to take profits, or highs and the lows. So support and resistance uh, lines and ranges and levels and uh, and the like. So Wyckoff schematic when it comes to um, accumulation and distribution, as mentioned earlier, um, the Wyckoff schematic of accumulation, which we will go into right now, uh, looks at this from a different angle. So, so first of all, it will be important to understand how to identify uh, the Wyckoff method. Um, you know, when we're looking at the charts, and essentially, like we mentioned, two different kinds of patterns. Okay, and when we look at these patterns, we can make some type of sense of looking at historical data. Uh, and spotting a Wyckoff price cycle when it comes to accumulation, number one, and distribution. But the only thing is that Wyckoff has phases. Uh, the Wyckoff schematics has particular phases, and the timelines is quite difficult to understand, and it can be tricky to make uh, to make it as straightforward as um, you know is not as straightforward as not as black and white because some of the timelines can vary. You know, um, if it's a low or higher time scale, then this is quite difficult to to identify. But with practice, of course, and I'm not claiming to be an expert. All I'm doing is, obviously, listeners, you know my background when it comes to technical analysis. And I did mention that this is something that, obviously, with my particular journey to try to understand and go down the rabbit's hole and make better understanding and better sense uh, to try my best in order to, um, you know, not lose out, okay, or not lose out on making or taking the best particular opportunity of uh, gaining and also not losing uh, vast amounts of money that has been earned through previous investments and so on and so forth. Now, just before going on to trying to understand uh, these different phases uh, of the Wyckoff schematic, both in accumulation and in distribution, um, essentially it's important to give you guys a bit of a background listeners. Um, and it's a, it's like a mindset, isn't it? So most people and many of us, a lot of people or the majority of crypto investors, a lot of people look into fundamentals. Okay. So trying to identify uh, a project which has a low market cap, 
And, um, you know, the team is good. There's good backers behind this. There's a working product. There's developers who are working on GitHub and it's regularly being updated. The narrative is also uh, very good. And it's obviously something which is an emerging thing. And many of the crypto investors or people who are in the crypto space, they try to look and identify the next up and coming gem. Now, obviously, this does work and it's worked for me. And I used to post uh, these uh, gem lists and I don't do those anymore. The reason why is because I don't want to give uh, any of our community or people who do follow me on Twitter, on social media and so on and so forth. And even on this podcast, um, you know, to take that responsibility for anybody who listens to this, even though I say it's your responsibility, do your own research, look into it. What I do is my business is not financial advice. If I lose, I can take out and handle the losses. But anybody, for example, who, you know, looks at a particular project and they say, for example, Doc uh, recommended this. No, it's not a recommendation at all. And I don't want that burden on my 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 shoulders um, to give something which significantly has, you know, 99% uh, loss and the project just dies in that way. There are solid projects that we do speak about and I speak about and I will continue to discuss those. But as for identify low market cap gems, I don't do that anymore, which I did, uh, you know, a year back or so. So thinking about this from my uh, personal journey perspective, um, when it comes to trading and crypto trading, it's something that regardless of whether the markets are going up or down, it doesn't really matter if Bitcoin is... um, a hundred thousand or tops even that. And if it drops down to, you know, 10,000, which would be, you know, in most cases for an usual, usual, a person in, in crypto space who just hodls, not to say that hodl is or DCA Inc is a bad strategy if it's a long-term approach. And this is something that I've done and I will continue to do so. But Looking back at something, if, for example, there is a particular person or someone who comes into crypto space, they put in vast amounts of money that they've obviously worked very hard to, to, to accumulate and invest in crypto uh, and FOMO into the whole crypto narrative, then all of a sudden see their losses or the markets just dump on them and uh, they've lost out all of their money that they've worked very hard to 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 gain in order to invest in crypto then this is something which you know does happen very very often and people do lose faith in the whole crypto space or investing uh, in the markets and so on however if we do and i'm talking about from my perspective and this is a journey that i am actually uh trying my best in order to understand or to go on if someone loses everything and maybe just has five or five hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, and they look into technical analysis, try to understand the markets, you know, practice um, the indicators that they've developed or have understood, then what can happen? And obviously, trading within the ranges as well for support and resistance, and look into paper trading, uh, keeping a journal, whether they got it right or wrong. And to see, for example, to gain that confidence and to enter into trades which are highly probable, then this $200 to keep an accumulating and to making in some profits or $500 or whatever someone initially invests in, then you are essentially learning a skill 
where we can actually make money just by trading, day trading or, you know, um, swing trading and so on and so forth. But it is a skill which shouldn't be overlooked because we think it's complicated. You know, when it comes to learning or making money, essentially, it requires a lot of effort. Crypto even, we can have certain luck, okay? We'll be coming to the space the right time and then just uh, we're coming into the beginning of a bull market or bull cycle and we put a little bit of money in and we can make significant gains in that way. But as a long-term uh, strategy um, and going through it and obviously bearing through the bear market and accumulating, sometimes it can test our patience, and obviously, after going through five or ten crashes like this, it can taste, you know, test our patience on a massive level. So learning a skill, regardless of there's a bull market or a bear market or cycle or whatever, or highs and lows, if we understand that we're trading between the levels and we can make profits and gains here and there and get some trades, good trades right, then possibly it doesn't really matter where the market is going. And this is something that I'm personally looking into. I don't claim to be a technical expert, uh, but this is something that I'm learning a lot, obviously from Oz. He's always at hand and we share a lot of ideas and things like this. And obviously I ask him a lot related to technical analysis and things like this. So it's just given a particular context about this, uh, you know, understanding the markets and why I decided to speak about Wyckoff methodology. So going back onto the schematics of accumulation and uh, distribution according to Wyckoff, if we look at some of his schematics, um, and obviously four schematics, uh, but two of them actually are repeated in a way. So, you know, let's look at the accumulation phase, and you know, at right at the moment. And we'll be talking about the crypto whale or the institutional investor, how they use this and to exploit this. They look at they want to increase their positions. They want to obviously increase their holdings when it comes to uh, what asset. And in this case, we look at crypto or Bitcoin. So price starts to, to grow. And what we call, you know, Wyckoff calls a markup phases underway. And naturally it leads to something which is a distribution phase. And the distribution phase, in, in essence, distribution here means to sell. So when we see, for example, Bitcoin coming up to all-time highs, the crypto whale in this case, or the composite man, or whatever we want to call him, institutional investor, will obviously notice retail psychology, market psychology, where people are starting to FOMO in. Okay, so we've seen this in the 50s and the 60s, uh, Bitcoin being in the 50s and 60s and higher 60s, reaching all-time high. And people start to invest in at this time. And how many people have we, how many times have we heard and repeated uh, this? Do not buy on green days. Okay, people tend to FOMO in, a lot of new people come into the market, think, for example, they're going to make a lot of money very, very quickly, that Bitcoin is just not going to end and it's going to go to 100 to 200,000. Then all of a sudden, what the composite man does or the crypto whale does is play on this psychology and completely flip uh, the situation. So we see massive sell-offs um, by the whales. So when this happens, we see the bears uh, or the crypto whales come in and look at this FOMO and obviously exit, use this exit strategy. And what happens to retail is that in essence, we get fucked. Okay, so why we get fucked is because 
we have overconfidence, uh, greed that comes in, and the composite man, the crypto world, the institutional investor or the man behind the scene um, is just been waiting for this opportunity. Okay, and what happens is they dump on the market, and then what what this leads down to when we see a market uh, capitulation. This is known as a markdown phase, dropping so much until uh, we find another accumulation phase. Okay, so there's five phases um, that Wyckoff looks into. Okay, phase A, phase B, C, D, and E. And within these phases, there is no defined time. This is what makes it a bit tricky. There's no defined time. And within these phases, across all five phases, there are certain... uh, schematic um, phases within these phases so first of all it starts off with something called a ps or preliminary support and obviously that occurs after there's some sideways type of bearish uh, trend and a lot of the uh, we can see for example there is uh, a lot of volume and um, this is where we see for example that uh, selling pressure starts to end and at the moment there's a lot of um, selling pressure, we don't see any buying pressure at the moment in the markets. So when I was referring to those um, alerts um, that Oz was, uh, you know, myself and Oz was speaking about yesterday, a lot of, lot of uh, selling pressure, uh, you know, notifications that were obviously, you know, um, um, indicated or we were notified of yesterday. And we can see today, um, that Bitcoin has uh, dropped and the whole market has dropped uh, quite a lot over the last 24 hours. So then the second step would be uh, something what we call a, or what he calls a selling climax. Okay. So you have this pre- preliminary support after longish bearish trend. Okay. And um, you know that there is some type of selling pressure that's going to start to close off now. And it leads down to a selling climax, uh, the second step that Wyckoff has identified. Um, and obviously, um, this is where we see panic. Okay, so a lot of panic starts to happen. People don't know where they're going to go, uh, do. Is Bitcoin going to capitulate even further and go down? And, uh, you know, is it going to go to zero? A lot of fear comes into this uh, selling climax. And, uh, you know, um, there's a lot of exhaustion. So this is what starts to happen. Then there's another thing, which is an automated rally. So if, for example, over a massive uh, capitulation or coming down, then there's a selling climax in this accumulation uh, schematic. There's an automatic rally, okay? And um, so what happens is the retail investor or the retail trader, they are left in no man's land. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place and they're just getting battered both ways because this is how what usually happens. We think in shit, the market's dumping. I better sell off my, uh, you know, Bitcoin at 22,000, for example, or 23,000 or 30,000 and just pull out before, uh, you know, there's going to be a, uh, you know, further down, down markdown. Okay, and further capitulation. And then what happens is there's a reversal, an automatic rally. And this can be the, you know, the most painful one for the retail investor because they've just sold. And this automatic rally, and according to Wyckoff, I mean, 
this methodology, this automatic rally may not, uh, you know, occur all the time, but usually it does, uh, from my understanding. And obviously the retail sellers, they're left in no man's land and we see an automatic rally. Then what happens is people jump on the, uh, uh, the, the beginning of this automatic rally and think, you know, obviously there's panic now that I better buy my asset back. But what really happens is, um, it's not as easy as that. And we've seen this time and time again, that it's not, it doesn't work like that. So obviously, you know, in this situation, we find that the pattern is slightly repeated between support and resistance, where after this automatic rally, um, it comes down again to the support line. Okay. And this is where we, where Wyckoff has identified something in his, uh, you know, phase, second phase or phase B, that there is um, a secondary test, um, which is similar uh, to the sedim climax, which obviously goes uh, to support or slightly dips uh, below support. And, you know, following on from that, there's another uh, spike uh, similar to the automatic rally going towards resistance, touching resistance a couple of times. Uh, It could be the case it touches the uh, resistant line, dips back slightly, then pushes above the, the automatic rally or resistance line from the previous automatic. Uh, then what we see is um, further, uh, the, sec- the third, or we say setting climax, um, preliminary support, setting climax, automatic rally, then a secondary test, okay, then it spikes up a bit. Then what we call, or what he calls the spring. Now the spring is... One of those which um, the price would fall below support, okay? The price would fall below support and what happens to us, it goes, it's like a hard test uh, towards a recent low low, and usually it tricks um, a lot of people in the market. So what happens is when it goes below this, the spring, then all of a sudden when people are feeling bearish and so on and so forth, Okay, Um, then there's a swing. Okay, and there's a massive shakeout. So what happens is the the whales what they haven't actually caught the first time, they catch in the spring. Okay, so it's a massive shakeout in the market. A lot of people just get capitulated. Then the composite man or the crypto whale in this case, um, it just sucks up and sweeps up any other asset that is available and uh, the crypto whale would just sweep it up um, in this spring phase before there's a markup um, and then we see the distribution phase occur and when we look at the distribution schematics in in essence according to Wyckoff methodology where the distribution schematic is uh, is different although there are phases which are similar but according to the distribution so obviously we've had have some type of background i've explained what type of background it works out with regards to accumulation but when we're talking about distribution um the phases that occur in distribution and what we call the stages so there's obviously preliminary supply um according to wyckoff methodology so yeah there's a this following on from the spring where uh the crypto whale is gone below um um support Okay, market has capitulated. 
Um, there's a shakeout. The crypto whales have come in and swept up all of your Bitcoin. And then all of a sudden we see a turn in the market. There's an uptrend in the market. And then obviously there's a cycle that starts where there's a lot more of a bullish type of cycle. So when this bullish style occurs, this is what we, Wyckoff calls the distribution, according to his schematic, where the bulls will repeat uh, this type of um, uh, um, trend, um, but on the opposite side. So the distribution stage breakdown will be a preliminary supply. So this is the first point where after, obviously, you know, there's a bullish trend where after this spring, uh, the market starts to go and the price of Bitcoin starts to uh, explode. Everything is green and we're all happy and everybody's all comfortable that Bitcoin is going to moon and all it's old season. So this is where we find a lot of buying pressure start to die out. This is why looking at buying and selling pressure and volume are very, very important uh, indicators when it comes to the markets. And what type of buying pressure is there? How much buying pressure is there? So is it retail or is it um, um, institutional investors where this pressure is coming on uh, from? So it's important to look at volume and what type of volume is being traded uh, when it comes to understanding uh, technical and analysis and more significantly or specifically here, uh, trying to apply the Wyckoff methodology, understanding where the volume is coming from. So according to Wyckoff's methodology, um, after this um, preliminary s- supply um, stage, then there's a consolidation zone and the price, price starts to you know f- go between a support and resistance and this is where we, you know, it's just volume is just, there's nothing really interesting that's happening. It's just um, the price is going up between this uh, uh, consolidation zone. And yeah, and that will continue uh, for some time um, before the next phase starts to come in, uh, which is the last point of supply. So after this consolidation um, zone, where nothing much is interesting, moving up between um, support and resistance. So... After this phase, you can find that, you know, according to his schematic, um, f- f- when it touches above resistance, then the selling starts to occur. And then there will be, traders think of, for example, that there's going to be a lot of bullish pressure. Uh, but obviously, it doesn't work like that, you know, and this is how the, the bulls, or not the bulls, I would say, the, the whales would come in and exploit that again, exploit this FOMO. And then uh, there will be a reversal, um, nearing all-time highs. So that's why it's important to look at historical charts and check and try to apply the schematics according to that and understand um, where or learn. Yeah, and according to Wyckoff's schematic, you know, accumulation and distribution, there's obviously another two uh, schematics that he uses, which is... um, reaccumulation and redistribution that follows similar patterns but you know we've got to understand that when it comes to analysis like this or using particular methodologies whether it's a Wyckoff methodology or other methodologies like all methods in and, and indicators and analysis it is just analysis so nobody can say for sure that this will happen at all and um Nobody could say for certain that um, each cycle is exactly the same. No cycles are exactly the same. There are too many other factors that come into the situation um, uh, that you can use 
you know, the same uh, criteria and apply it to every single cycle. It doesn't work like that at all. And, you know, this is not something which is black and white. There's a lot of nuances in all analysis when it comes to uh, technicals. And, you know, of course, all other uh, analyses as well, uh, whatever field that people look into when it comes to crypto. So, you know, the Wyckoff methodology, even though it's, it's a very old method, it's from, you know, 100 years back, is it relatable to crypto? Yes, it is relatable to the crypto because, you know, the composite man perspective and the support and resistance lines and using the same uh, patterns and the phases, that, um, in actual fact, the crypto whales will be able to exploit it far more uh, easier because of the crypto market being in its infancy and there's a lot of volatility involved. So if it is played right and, you know, we continue to uh, develop our skills in technical analysis, then obviously it can be advantageous for us uh, to understand as retail or day traders or swing traders and so on and so forth uh, to identify the phases and looking back at these historical uh, charts and trying to make out, you know, and understand these type of things. So, you know, when we're looking at, um, to summarize, uh, you know, using the Wyckoff methodology, yes, um, understand that, um, looking back, try to, for example, look at uh, 2021 uh, and try to apply uh, the Wyckoff methodology related to that. Number two, it's important, you know, to understand that no market is exactly, cycle is exactly the same. We can't use the exact same cycle um, all the time. It is still applicable to cryptocurrency and usually, yeah, and also, you know, trying to identify in time, when is the best time to use this uh, Wyckoff schematic to make an entry? So, you know, obviously the understanding the different phases of the schematics, um, usually what would happen is the most effective way to enter uh, the trade according to this um, Wyckoff methodology is at the end, okay, the last stage of accumulation when there is a markup coming. But like I said, listeners, this is something that obviously um, all of us, including myself, would need to obviously learn uh, and obviously practice, keep a journal before even men- men- uh, entering into any trade and um, continue trying to uh, develop our own independence and thinking about this and anybody who we trust as traders as well, um, looking to them, see how they do trade and how successful they are and how they apply the Wyckoff methodology and to continue to educate ourselves. Now, remember, this is a learning process. And sometimes, for example, when it comes to reading the charts, we may not get it right first time or try to understand uh, the charts. So these are all, you know, in this podcast, I've given uh, a brief understanding of what the Wyckoff methodology is at, why I decided to discuss this issue, talking about personal experiences, why uh, TA is quite important, and trying to understand why uh, we as retail investors or traders or, you know, people who are been, who are fairly new into the crypto space that after this exploit, you know, volatility that is so common in crypto, is it something that we should just accept? Is it something that we should just live in and take it on the chin? Or can we actually try to understand what the composite man or the crypto whale is trying to do and understand it not to make the same mistakes again and understand the, the the levels, the bottoms and the tops, uh, looking at uh, buying and selling pressure, 
okay and understanding where the spring is and between the support and resistance lines and things like this and try to apply the different phases according to time and this is something that I'm personally trying to look into a bit more detail now listeners of course this is just a brief overview you know talking about my experiences and stuff like this and something that you know Oz introduced me recently according to the book that um you know I've been reading uh understanding the Wyckoff methodology in detail which I mentioned in last podcast but I think what we will do be doing for crypto unplugged in the coming youtube uh, new content is Oz will be looking uh and hopefully um you know uh start to produce some in detail video and you'll have the visuals on youtube to understand this and obviously uh look at the wyckoff uh methodology uh in a visual setting as well but listeners thank you very much for you know being patient and listening to this podcast i've hope i do hope that you benefited a lot and i do hope that yourselves listeners and part of the crypto club crypto unplugged community uh, anybody who's interested in this uh, takes these thoughts and you know you do your own research look into this and um, you know hopefully instigate some type of thinking and um, knowledge uh, as a basis so we can go in and look into it this a bit more detail and study it in a bit more detail but thank you very much uh, listeners uh, for tuning in weekly and uh, as usual i would say like the podcast follow our podcast tell your friends about it and family and uh, thank you always for your support stay safe in crypto trade wisely invest wisely don't listen to any shields and see you guys here next week thanks for listening to crypto unplugged we hope you learned something from this episode for more information check us out on twitter at crypto_unplugged if you enjoyed this podcast Don't forget to like and review us. And thanks again for listening to Crypto Unplugged.